This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. So it is Thursday night, though. It is Thursday night. We're about to end the week for prime time before next week. And then, by the way, don't tell anybody, but then the week after that, I'm going on a vacation. So I'm excited about that. Uh, but still, wanted to finish the week with a fun angle. And I thought, you know, why won't we look at three overblown storylines? And it occurred to me while reading an ESPN article by NFL insider Jeremy Fowler, because he was trying to answer the following question for each and every one of the 32 NFL teams. And it was, what one last move should every team make going into training camp? So I ask you, and I will say hi to in the chat in a few moments here, but I ask you, what is the one last move that the Cowboys should make before training camp? Let me know who or, or what position do you want them to address the most at this point of the offseason? Days away, hey, like a month away from training camp. Let me know in the chat what is that one last move that you would like to see. And in the meantime, I'm going to say hi to everybody here on the show. We've got House Nelson. We've got Charlene Evans. Bruce got the toxic use. Uh, we've got Modelo Time and also a query for Modelo Time on which Cerveza Modelo does he prefer, says Bruce. Do you prefer Modelo Especial or do you prefer Modelo Negra? And I would like, you know, uh, I, I'm a fan of beer. I'm not going to lie. I think Especial is the one that I like the most. Hire a general manager, says Toxic Tom. I don't think you can do that. I don't think I don't think you can do that as an answer here, Toxic Tom. Katharina says get a kicker. Running back for Lance Bell. John says, offensive line, Mo, make sure they are all healthy. Guard for Bruce got the toxic use. A linebacker, reasonably, ideally, a left guard, says D-shift. Kicker is a definite. Bradder is who I want, says John. Gilbert says, what's up, Mo, running back. Bruce says, nah, Mo, no, Mo. Modelo Negra is the superior cerveza. And I actually have more of those. Like, I, I, I actually purchase more of those than the Especial one. So that's, that's, a fair, that's a fair reply. Pretty even. Pretty even. Trigo is another one. 
But anyways, we're not here to talk about beer. We're here to talk to talk about Dallas Cowboys football. Uh, I'm just going to say Indio is my favorite beer, and it will always be my favorite beer. <laughs> you asked, well, says Toxic Tom, that's the biggest need. I agree with people saying kicker, right? Because the Cowboys do not have a kicker right now. That is just the reality of things. But that's actually the move that Jeremy Fowler suggested in his ESPN article. So, so he said one last move that the Cowboys should make is signing kicker Ravi Gold, who remains a free agent. It is now June 22nd, and Ravi Gold, even with that long track record of successful seasons, remains unsigned. And I think that's pretty interesting, and I think that will change before training camp starts, or maybe even during the first few weeks of training camp when some teams hold some open tryouts for the position. But I think it's very telling that Ravi is still out there waiting to be signed. And that's why it's my number one overblown storyline of the year. Let me clarify. The Cowboys do need a kicker. That's not overblown. It is absolutely real. And Tristan Vizcaino is probably not it heading into the season. And I say that not because... We've seen him kick because we really we haven't, but that's part of the problem. Like he has no experience, he's bounced around from one team to another. It would be a surprise if he if he ends up uh being the legitimate answer for Dallas at the position. The reason why I'm including this in my overblown section of tonight is because of the following. I don't know that there is a right answer out there in the market waiting for the Cowboys that will really be a game changer. I think that the difference that you would get from Brett Maher, Ravi Gould, Randy Bullock, somebody mentioned uh, somebody mentioned uh, other kickers, right? For example, Toxic Tom says, if Nick Folk is released, give me him. But I think that the difference between all of these guys that we have been looking at for the last few months is honestly quite minimal. And it's a bleak outlook to be facing if you are the Cowboys and you have no kicker, but I think it's the reality of it. I don't think there's going to be one kicker signing that makes me sigh a breath of relief or, or lets me uh, slip a let out a, a sigh of relief. I don't see that happening in the last few days of the offseason here, in the last few weeks of it. I don't think that's happening. Whoever you bring in, it's going to have some question marks. And for context, Robbie Gold has not been as accurate as Brent Maher has been over the last couple of years. Maher has better numbers than Gold has had over the last couple of years. So it's a situation in which we might feel okay with the name, but also, Ravi is in a very late stage of his career, and he's not going to be the guy that many fans think that he will be. And that is the truth, by the way, for many of the other big-name kickers out there in free agency. Brett Marker has had the upper hand over the last couple of years. And still, kicker is more than a spreadsheet, right? You know that I like stats, but also, we did see him miss four extra points in the playoffs. How much of it is, a, is it a concern for the Cowboys to say, 
you know what? It might have been a mental thing, but it might pop up again, right? And that's what you get with gold, a very successful track record in the postseason. And that's why the Cowboys might be intrigued in him. Either way, I think that even if they do sign Gravi, it's been an overblown storyline because I also do not think is, oh, that's the best kicker that the Cowboys have had since prime Dan Bailey or something like that. D-Shift says there is a golden age to, uh, to get your kicker. Toxic Tom says one thing Gold has going for him is that he is a Nittany Lion, the best football school ever. <laughs> Toxic Tom rooting for Penn State right there. D-Shift says maybe that's why they're not in a rush. And I would assume so. I, I would assume that every other NFL team is like, uh, we're good with what we've got. We don't want to roll the dice. Or maybe they they got they want to say, you know, let's wait until until uh training camp. I have no idea who Marker is today. I know who gold is, says Sugar Daddy Williams. I'm not gonna lie, I've been on this boat for a while now, and I think that the Cowboys would be wise to look into bringing back Brett Marker just based on the numbers. I don't have access to where they're at from a mindset point of view. So if I'm going by the numbers, I'm bringing back Brett Marker. But I will admit that our knowledge of the situation is quite limited because we don't get to see them in the tryouts. And I think, you know, the kicking industry is kind of like this up and down thing in which many of these guys are having the same seasons out there in different seasons, like in different years. <clears throat> it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing. Kicker evaluation. I don't have a clue how coaches do it and evaluators do it. That's my number one overblown storyline of the year of, of the of the show, not the year, of the year before training camp. Number two, number two is the following. The Cowboys need to sign a linebacker. Again, here goes a disclaimer. Yes, the Cowboys need linebacker depth. And it's one of the weirdest positions right now for the Cowboys because you've got Leighton Van Der Esch and you've got Damon Clark, but even Clark himself is not as experienced, right? He had a very low snap count to end the year because he became the, uh, essentially, he, he was promoted to being the starter with the injuries at the linebacker group. But we saw very little from Damon Clark. And then there's Jarrell Cox trying to fight for that roster spot for one more year. Anthony Barr is not on the Cowboys as of today. And you've got some young guys, but you have very little experience beyond Leighton Van Der Esch in your linebacker room. And yet, and yet I believe, and let me know what you think, by the way. Heck, I'm going to pose the question first to let you know why I'm including it in my overblown storylines tonight. Do you agree? Or disagree that whoever the Cowboys bring in is going to be a backup. Let me know in the chat. What do you think about that? <clears throat> and while you do that, and before I give you my answer and the full context of my uh, answer here, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, it is time to, uh, for us to discuss the ride of the week. 
Freeman Mazda, a family-owned business, has been so for over 65 years, and you can check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at FreemanMazda.net, as well as their car dealership in Irving, Texas. You can check out features of every car while you're in there. You can see pictures of the outside and inside of each vehicle. And as we do around this time here on Prime Time, it is time for us to get into the Freeman Mazda ride of the week. In this case, it is the new 2024 Mazda CX-90 plug-in hybrid electric vehicle premium plus. This one starts $58,920. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot, third row sitting, a sunroof, and rear air conditioning. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda ride of the week. Do you agree or disagree that whoever comes in is coming in as a backup? Let's see. Katharina says, what? Did they let Barr go? Yeah, so Anthony Barr became a free agent, right? Became a free agent, not on the team right now. Could the Cowboys look into signing him later in the year? Maybe. Indeed. But I don't think so. <clears throat> a lot of hopium in the linebacker room and very little proven talent right now, says Toxic Tom. That is true. You're banking on the Mon Clark, who we have seen very little from. And yes, we saw very good stuff, though. That is the good thing there. Agree for Katharina. Toxic Tom says, I think it depends on who Dallas brings in and what they play, Sam or Mike. We have the deepest team in the league, so Sugar Daddy Williams. The Mon Clark and LVE were a solid tandem since this shift. Some people are tossing out some good names out there, like Levante David. Mark Aaron saying, watching the NBA draft. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm a very, very casual fan of the NBA. Like, I will tune in for the playoffs. <laughs> but this year, like last season, I barely caught NBA games. I want to change that next year. Uh, that being said, though, I'm going to say that, yes, I agree. Every, if the Cowboys end up signing a linebacker, it's going to be different than last year. When the Cowboys signed Anthony Barr in August of 2022, we were going insane here on the show. I love the news. I was so excited about it because I think he was a plug-in starter for Dallas. And he was. Technically, officially, he got four, uh, two starts in his first four games. But they were actual starts when he averaged 69% of the snaps over that four-week run. Anthony Barr was an immediate starter for Dallas. I don't, know, I'm, don't think that the Cowboys are going to look into bringing somebody in that jumps DeMond Clark after what they saw from him last year. I think that the Cowboys' bet right now is having Clark not only improving the way that a usual player will improve from year one to year two of his career, but consider this. Consider how, how much of an anomaly Clark was last year. When rookies are hurt and they're not able to be a part of OTAs, to be a part of minicamp and training camp, they have a tough time 
transitioning into the NFL. A very, very tough time. Clark, however, was back midseason, clear to play when we thought it was a possibility for him to miss the entire year, and he balled out. He was very impressive as a rookie, even without that preparation. So not only is this year two for, the, for uh, Clark, but it's his actual first full offseason of him preparing and taking it in, in OTAs, in training camp. And we might, I mean, obviously, the goal is for him to have an even better year in 2023 than he did in 2022. But we have a very specific reason to believe why he will be better, and that is the fact that he got a full year of work when he didn't last season. I think that's what the Cowboys are betting on, and I think that if they bring in somebody else, Clark is still going to be your starter, even if that's Anthony Barr again. <clears throat> El Tino says, I'm hoping that Jarrell Cox makes that unnecessary. Edmonds would be awesome, says John. Man, how crazy is it? How crazy is it that Tremaine Edmonds, wait, he really remains unsigned. Nah, nah, Tremaine Edmonds has already signed. Yeah, that, that was weird. I kind of got weirded out by that. So he signed with the Chicago Bears, John. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds did. Back in March, like this was an early signing. You you kind of caught me off guard there. I was I was... Concerned I missed that. But yeah, Tremaine Edmonds has been signed for a while. He got a big deal too. Like, I don't think the Cowboys would have looked at that. He got he signed a four-year $72 million deal. Caught me off guard, John, there. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Overshown will be bland these years is Lance Bell. Then there's the Marvin Overshown. But you know, let's take a deep breath and you know. Inhale and exhale the words. Overshown is a third round pick. Let's not get let's not get too too excited. Like he he might he might be the next day Rome Bland. But let's let's keep our expectations a little bit, you know, calm to put it one way. Sorry, Moses John. Nah, man, nah, don't apologize. I'm just kidding. Like, uh, I'm just kidding. And I was like, wait, what? I, I missed something here. This defense is already better than last season's Sugar Daddy Williams. There you go. We had a show about this earlier this week. And that was one of the conclusions. So I salute you, sir. Anyways, that's my number two storyline that, uh, that, in my opinion, has been a little bit overblown. The need for a linebacker. Because although I agree there is a need for that, it, it's not the same as last year when the Cowboys actually needed a starter on their lineup. I don't think that's the case this year. And last but not least, number three storyline. And this is where I will open it up for you to, to throw your storylines as well. If you want to participate and say, you know what? I think this has been an overblown storyline. Shoot it my way and I will read it here in the chat. But now let me give you my third and last one. And that is undrafted free agent wide receivers making the roster potentially. Sure, every UDFA has a shot. They're all long shots. But I think it's been widely accepted that one of these UDFA wideouts 
is going to have a place on the 53-man roster. And to that, I say, I don't buy it. I think they are, they are all very long shots to end up making the 53. Now, granted, injuries happen and injuries might play into things when we are in training camp. But the way that I look at the wide receiver roster right now, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the starting three, which is obviously CD, Gallup, and Brandon Cooks. And you're either carrying five guys or you're carrying six guys. Going up to seven is probably not what we're going to see. Uh, it's going to be either five or six guys. So there, it's those three. And then I'm, I'm thinking at this point that Simi Felco and Jalen Tolbert are absolute locks. So now you have the conversation about is Cavante Turpin making the team as that specialist? Or even if he gets involved on offense, well, he's going to take that sixth spot. No questions asked, in my opinion. Like, Fehoko and Tolbert are fighting for four and five. And you could get uh, you could get Turpin at sixth. Or maybe one of the, of the UDFA wideouts ends up taking that sixth spot versus Kevontae Turpin. But it's going to be very tough to see that. I think that... For a UDFA wideout to make the 53, we're going to have to see probably an injury or the Cowboys shutting down the Kevante Turpin project. And I will say, I have talked about it oftentimes here on the show that, it, that I can see how it could happen. But I still think that, that uh, acting as if it was a lock like a, a sure thing that it will happen, that the Cowboys will keep a UDFA wide out there. I'm not there. I'm not there. I can see their case. I can see why. But I would be surprised. Let's see some of your storylines, though, before I get out of here and you get out of here. Toxic Tom says, Stor uh, overblown. <clears throat> KJ is actually impressive in any capacity this offseason, says Toxic Tom. So Toxic is selling all of his Kelvin Joseph stock right now. He also says, overblown, we need to bring back Seek. That's a good one. I, I, I was going to add that to my article on ADC Sports, but ended up deciding against it to keep it as a top three. But yeah, I, I was also about to add that one. Having to bring back Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like the Cowboys have their running backs now. El Tino says, sick comeback, way, way overblown. Sugar Daddy Williams says, six wideouts and three tight ends. But I think he does mean that seriously, not, not as an overblown story. Lance says, Deuce versus Turpin. And John says, kick and punt returner for Turpin. So that could be an overblown storyline. Lance, do you mean this as Deuce having no shot at taking Turpin's? Spot on special teams. Let me know if that's what you mean, because that's how I'm interpreting it. it. Uh, Bruce says, rival fans are overblowing. Kellen Moore being the only reason for success. I'll agree that. I'll, I'll agree with that. I think Cowboys fans have also overblown a little bit. Kellen Moore's shortcomings in Dallas. Because again, I think it's a good move for Dallas to move on. Ultimately, like I can see the logic behind it. But Kellen Moore did a lot of good here. I mean, it was one of the best and most efficient offenses for a while with him. But I'll agree with the opposite side of that. 
I'll agree with the opposite side of that. It's not like, you know, uh, some people want to take credit away from Dak Prescott, for example, and the talent that the Cowboys have. And I do think in a large part, it was because of Dak Prescott that the Cowboys were out there moving the chains as they were. And Dak was being a third down superhero for Dallas. <clears throat> so those are fair. Uh, Lance Bell says, no, not at all. He didn't mean it as an overblown storyline. So there you go. Just clearing that up there. I saw an NFL article. I saw an, an NFL article pointing towards the Cowboys play calling as one of the most overblown storylines of the year across the entire NFL. I won't agree with that. I won't agree to that. Because I understand that the Cowboys are going to keep most of what Kellen Moore did on offense. I understand that, and I kind of see where they're coming from, but I've said this countless times before. The Cowboys have said, have told us we're changing about 30% of the offense. But they're probably talking about like the playbook and the insults and all of that. One thing is that, and another thing is how you call it on Sundays. And I think that's going to change on more than 30%. So I don't think that's an overblown storyline at all. I don't think that McCarthy is going to run Kellen Moore's offense. He's going to make it his own through play calling, even, even if the language stays the same, even if most of the playbook stays the same. I think it's going to be on how they use it. So I will disagree with that from the NFL.com article that I'm referencing here. I don't remember who wrote it. Nope, I still don't remember who did it, but yeah, there you go. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight on Primetime. Hope that you guys enjoy your weekend. It's going to be a, a, a fun weekend on my side of things. I hope that you guys enjoy it as well. I will be back on Sunday for a week of Primetime, and then the week after that, I'm going to be on vacation. And honestly, it's going to be more of a staycation, but I'm just going to unplug for everything. And I'm going to be around on Twitter if and only if Dak Prescott gets an extension or something like that. But that's going to be the first week of July, not until then. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to Katharina. Thank you to Ines. Thank you to Veronica over at Facebook as well. John, Sugar Daddy Williams. Toxic Tom has canceled my vacation just now. Thank you to Charlene. Thank you to everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Freeman Mazda brought you ADC Sports Dallas Primetime tonight. Nos vemos el día, de el día domingo. Bye-bye.